Hey everybody, this is Gracemont Podcast, episode 23. I am Apostle John Luke. I'm here with the esteemed... Apostle Doom! Tonight we have a very special guest who shall be known as Disciple Martha. Here I am, I'm here! (laughs) Disciple Martha has been my friend for like 40 years. Bless her, bless her soul. Long time. It's been an adventure. It has. Okay. Tonight we're going to start out by doing. Wait, we got to do our song. See, podcasts have to have great. Podcasts we're supposed to have music. Okay, go ahead, hit it. Grace mod. Grace mod. Grace mod. Grace mod. That was just as good as it ever is. That was, that was, yeah, it's as good as they always are. Uh, okay. Which is not, uh, not particularly. Okay. okay. We're going we're <laughs> to start off by having Disciple Martha give us a short bio. Tell us a little bit about you and how you, you've, you've got your own uh, blog. And tell us about you and how you got started doing that. Okay. Well, about me, um, I grew up in a little town, Dewey, and then uh, managed to graduate out of high school there. Went to Ole Miss, managed to graduate out of there, and uh, then tell joined what, you tell and my husband your de- in medical school. Tell them what your degree was in. That's kind of cool. I have a degree in, in high school. I just got out, which I was no, no. <laughs> in college. <laughs> in college, I had a major in uh, physics and a major in biology and then a minor in chemistry so. oh she's smart yeah. Ooh. okay yeah, well, Ooh. okay carry on <laughs> i went to oh, wow. a lot of old miss yeah. games so i don't know how yeah, smart i am that's tough stuff there <laughs> okay carry on with the bio all right then i came back and i joined at ou for medical school and my husband scott managed we managed to all graduate from there as well and then I did pediatrics and just had the joy of taking care of kids, which was super fun. And I didn't want to limit that just to, you know, outside the world. So I went ahead and had three kids. So <laughs> and I took care of those children, which was the best of all. Um, then later on, when, when um, we moved from Joplin out to Northwest Arkansas, then I, start, I decided to This was the opportunity that I had time to sit down and write some stories that uh, I'd had the opportunity to to witness God do some pretty amazing things in people's lives. And so it was my opportunity to get to write those down and honor the people that they happened to and and just encourage other people that read them. Well, tell our listeners how to find it. Well, it's actually my my name. So it's MarthaBrain.com. And... So it's M-A-R-T-H-A-B-R-E-H-M.com. And the name of it is Uncommon Stories. When you get there, it'll, it'll be called Uncommon Stories. And you, as opposed to us, have like 40,000 followers on Pinterest or something like that, don't you? <laughs> That's pretty well, impressive. Well, actually, what, what that registers is shares rather than followers. So that's the number of times that the Pinterest pins from those stories, because each one of the stories has Pinterest pins with it. And so that's the number of times those pins have been shared from those stories. And every time in Pinterest, it's just such a great place um, for 
for me because my goal is for people to um, have the opportunity to come and and read about uh, encouraging stories for people that that have just really done some neat things in their lives. So I wasn't quite sure how to 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 um, to get out. I, I'll never make it on Google search. So I looked for oper other opportunities that people could find those stories, and Pinterest was it. So honestly, when they click on the Pinterest pin, it takes them to the story. So most people will start with Pinterest. They'll come to my Pinterest page, look at the boards, and they'll find pins that they like. They pin them on their boards, and when they click on the pin, it takes them to the story. So those are the number of times that people have um, shared the different pins. And then on the Facebook one, those are the number of times that people have shared the stories. So um, the, the numbers on the, the blog itself are the number of shares. That's pretty good. Yeah, was, I'm super happy with Great. it. I, I'm totally happy with it. In fact, one of your podcasts, I, I thought it was kind of neat because one of your podcasts was about, um, do you ever see God do anything like miracles or things today or answer your prayers or things today? And I, I thought of the blog because honestly, um, I didn't think anybody would ever really get to the blog or find the blog to read some of the stories. And, um, and I'm not an artist, and so uh, Pinterest, I'd never been on Pinterest before. So to me, it's an absolute miracle that I managed to get to Pinterest, find out how to make pins, um, tag them to the story, and that people actually started pinning them a whole bunch of pins, and all these people started coming to read the stories. So that in itself, that is a miracle. And I, I just see God's uh, way of opening the door uh, for people to get to the stories. So I thought about that when you guys did your podcast. That's what we're for. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> to help people think. <laughs> you know, um, you got started on that because what you originally did was you worked at a women's shelter, didn't you? Isn't that how you I did. met a lot of these people that you got the stories about? Tell me how that I started. Did. I did. Um, once again, it's, it's uh, quite the story. I, uh, I had a friend that um, her daughter ended up in a place in Joplin called the Lafayette House. And I wasn't familiar with that place at the time. And she said that it, my friend had told me that that was a place for uh, women coming out of addictions and domestic violence. And her daughter-in-law had ended up there. And she asked if I would call and talk to her daughter-in-law. And so uh, I called up there and, again, really had, wasn't aware of the, the situation or how how it worked at the Lafayette House, and come to find out later, the woman was actually standing in the hall having a conversation with me on the phone. But when I talked to her, um, I just said, you know, I'm so sorry that you ended up there, and, um, and just begin to have a conversation with her. And, and I said, um, and she made the comment, I have no hope. And that just uh, was really sad to me. And I gave one of the short explanations of why I always have hope. And it was just a really short minute or two about the gospel and with Jesus, why I have hope. And her response to that was, I never knew that. I always thought I was going to hell because that's all my husband ever told me I deserved. Nice. And as she said that, it just broke my heart. And so like a, a week later, I went up to the Lafayette house and said, hey, would, would you like somebody to do a Bible study <laughs> maybe here? And she said, no. 
Uh, actually, um, if you want to, you can. She said, but somebody just started about a month ago from one of the churches. And I said, oh, okay, well, I don't want to duplicate something you're already doing. You know, that's great, awesome. And she knew I was a pediatrician. And so her next question was, well, well, hey, what we could really use is a pediatrician to come up here and talk to these women about how to take care of their kids. And of course, that wasn't what I had in mind when I went there. And so, unfortunately, I made the comment, well, well, I'll tell you what, if I, if I hear of any pediatrician that wants to do that, I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I left and went on my merry way. And um, over the next several months, I just kept, in my mind, just kept coming back. You know, what they really need is a pediatrician. So I called them back a couple of months later and said, hey, you want me to come on out and do that? And she said, we would love it. So I got to go out and do... Um, I could do, it was a healthcare class, so I got to talk to every single one of the women coming through the Lafayette House. And uh, honestly, that was a much better method, or a much better opportunity, I should say, um, rather than doing a Bible study, because Bible study would have been volunteer, you know, just anybody who wanted to walk in. But um, as it went, I had the opportunity to, to um, talk with every one of the women that came through there in the health class, and so I could, I could weave in scripture and encouragement and do all the things that I wanted to share. And they gave me just a really open open end on what I wanted to talk about. So it was great. And I did meet a lot of the people that are in the stories. Yeah, because they, they started off pretty rough situations and some of them have come out done okay. They did. And I, I imagine Excellent. you've had a role in that. Well, I think, um, I hope so. I hope so. But at, at, at the same time, I absolutely see God working through that. And there are no coincidences, so I'm just the lucky person that got to go in and do it. But um, yeah, it's it's amazing uh, how people can can um, can make different choices and completely live a different life. So, I wanted to have you talk a little bit about your faith when you you grew up. You know, Preston and I both grew up going to church every Sunday and every Wednesday night and ever and like your friend being told every week that we were for sure going to hell, you know, and that's why we kept going back because we didn't want to go to hell. <laughs> so you grew up in a different situation. So tell us how that all worked out. So how you have the, from that until how you have the faith you have now. Um, yeah, I was one of the, the uh, Christmas Easter people. So uh, my parents would take us to church every Christmas and Easter and um, we were members of the church that we went to, but, um, and if somebody would ask, we would have absolutely, you know, all five of us would have said we were Christians, but uh, we really didn't show except twice, twice a month. So it's hard to get too much knowledge <laughs> about, about Jesus yeah. or about God from going twice, twice a year. Um, so anyway, but I, I would have uh, answered that I was a Christian. And you know, when we grew up, that was kind of the answer to, for everybody. Uh, lots, not everybody, but many people would have said that. And so um, I just went on my merry way until uh, um, I was in my 30s, and I, I just started thinking, you know, I think there's something about this Jesus guy. I, I probably ought to know more about him. You know, I just feel like that's probably part of Christianity, and I'm just, you know, not, not sure. So um, in, in the middle of that, I stopped working on Thursdays, and so I had Thursdays off, and there was a Bible study in town for women that um, was a serious Bible study, not a, a chit-chat social hour. 
And so I thought, I've always wanted to do that. So I went and, and actually started reading the Bible. It's amazing what's in there. I'm just telling you, there's some amazing stuff. And I think it was nice because I didn't have any, any um, oh, things that were already uh, like lodged in or set in stone stuff. I just kind of heard about God and, and I could have answered all the things about, um, you know, he died for my sins and things like that. But, um, but really to go and study it with women from like every different church in Joplin and some people who weren't even Christians and just to sit down and go through a book of the Bible line by line and, and study it and answer questions about it. And so that's where I would say my faith really grew. I did that for about 12 or 15 years and we, we covered yeah. some territory. I think Apostle Duke could speak to that having read the Bible 17 times cover to cover. I, you got I, thought, me beat. I could see you had something to, what do you think about that? Oh, I I think it's I think it's wonderful. I love your story. And by the way, I have been to your website. It looks very very nice. I've read a couple of the stories, and they were very inspiring. And um, if I could just have maybe like, uh, so how did you, what, what was the thought process of starting that website and and collecting the stories? How did that? How did all that start? Well, honestly, along the way, I just thought it was so cool that I was allowed into these people's lives um, and got to be part of what was going on. So at the time, I actually like jotted down notes so I, I would remember the details and things, but didn't really write any stories, but just details. And I always thought, well, you know, when I have more time later, I'll do that. And so when we, we um, moved out to the lake um, from Joplin and, and got quit working as much and we had more time. Then um, I had I had a big episode of TMJ after some dental week and I kept having to go to I don't know this, what that is. I would, TMJ I had trouble with um, the joints in um, oh. function with my jaw. And so I had okay. trouble eating and talking and it was really kind of, it was really difficult season. But I had to go to the dentist a lot and I wore the splint and this cute little girl that was in um, her 20s, she's not a girl anymore, it's Lauren. In fact, Lauren, if you're listening to this, you're, you're wonderful. I still love you and I thank you so much for that. But she always wanted to write something, I wanted to write something. So when I'd go to the dentist every time, we'd talk about it. And then finally, Lauren said, well, you know, you can start a blog. In fact, why don't we both start a blog? Before you come back next time, I want you to, to go to, to WordPress and open a blog and so will I. And so when you come back next time, you have something written and so will I. And so it was a great challenge. So I sat down and actually started writing something before I went and saw Lauren next time. And so that's, that's kind of how it turned into a blog. I wasn't sure what I was ever going to do with it, but the blog seemed easier after Lauren gave that idea to all I had to do was conquer one little story at a time. So and that seemed much easier. So that's how it got started. I was originally her yeah. editor for her first couple stories. Oh yes. Yeah. Then she got where she didn't, didn't know that. She didn't need me after that. <laughs> Actually, that's when I met Bailey, who is um, another just precious friend, who is uh, one of his uh, uh, later twenties, and she is a journalism major, and she'd read my stories, and she made this. Uh, she made the offer, "Hey, I'm happy to edit every one of those." I said, "Well, great. I'm happy to have you read them." <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, that's just a, that's just a great that's a great thing to do is just to, to you know invest um in something like that that you know that is helping helping other people. In fact, I saw I watched a deal not uh too long ago and, and the guy was asking he says, you know, how do you become great and and he the, the guy told him says do something significant. Meaning, you know, do something that matters. And that just sounds like something that that matters. I mean, I mean, I read this I read two stories and I mean, they're just they're heartwarming and and it and it's encouraging to know that people who are going through very difficult times can change that and and it, it's a reminder of that and and uh I I think it's great. I want to, I want to get involved in that. In fact, I think uh John Luke and I both have kind of a desire to like take this podcast and maybe have it in a way to reach out to some people who are disillusioned with their church experience and just say you know there's some others of us out here and and we're we're looking for something more substantial and 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 that's real and and that we can and so i i'm hoping this in some way will lead to something significant similar to what you're doing that that can help somebody you know that that uh, that is kind of going through a journey like john luke and i have gone through and and uh but i'm i i I think it's wonderful what you're doing and and um i want to be i want to do something like that somewhere down the road and be a part of something significant like that so you're an inspiration and and thank you for doing that she was actually thank you well i told you you were the inspiration for me to start thinking more and just instead of just hiding in the corner and being quiet and not buying into any of it you had me watch the video about the uh i can't remember the fellow's name but he had the video that said why is everybody hung up on every little detail of the bible when for the first 300 years there was no bible and christianity grew like wildfire you know and so that's we've we've become so ritualistic in our christian religion that there's no room for thought if you think then you're going to hell you know Preston and i were absolutely sure we were going to hell at every turn because we kept, still am we kept, yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to get it out of my head but i still late at night i just it's still a fear that's way down inside yeah. me i don't know if it'll ever i don't know that i'll ever get out of well, that well that's what was in, that's what's been instilled to generations of of people and that's that's how they get people to tithe and how they get people to come to church rather than giving messages like disciple Martha gives because that's 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 more like the message I would want rather than the you're going to hell message well I think it's really important that people ask questions I totally agree with you guys Um, everybody has questions everybody has things they don't understand or that they're looking for truth and and they they're looking for it and especially in this day and time people are looking for things that are real and looking for truth and they have questions and they they want real answers and I think obviously one of my favorite quotes is Josh McNally says the truth is never afraid of investigation and absolutely I mean I, I like think that. you ought to be able to investigate if it's the truth 
then you ought to be able to investigate it. You shouldn't right. be afraid of questions. You should be able to, to stand up and, and have real answers. And so that's important. So if someone were to ask you and, and they would say, okay, you, you can't prove heaven, you can't prove hell, or that God exists, or, or the devil. So how do how do you how do you come to the conclusion that that is actually true? Great question. Fair question. Um, I think it comes down to me. I always like to start with Jesus because uh, that's somebody that um, you can look in, whether it's. Um, the ancient manuscripts of the Gospels or whether it's other ancient manuscripts documented by other people, historians, that um, Jesus was a real person who lived, um, that there are manuscripts that have gone through um, the authentication process and, and um, has been found as genuine. And so we have some accounts in, um, and again, even non-biblical accounts that talk about uh, who he was and some of the things he did about um, the, the story of him being resurrected. So when you actually start looking at Jesus being a real person, looking at, let's start looking at, is, is the um, death of Jesus accurate? Is the resurrection of Jesus accurate? And if so, then what are you going to do with that? Because for me, you ask, why, why, why would I believe that? And so for me, anybody who can uh, predict their own death and resurrection and pull it off, I'm on board. <laughs> and, so, and so if someone came to me that was not accurate, then I would engage in that conversation. I mean, I, I would, I honestly, and I, I say that genuinely, I would want to know that. And, um, and so I haven't found anybody who, who could disprove that. So that's, that's one one of the main reasons I, I base it on, and Christianity really is based on Jesus Christ. That's why it's Christianity. So um, it's that's who we've chosen, we've chosen to place our trust in and to follow. Because his, his um, message is always the follow me. And, um, and I think that's, that's kind of lost sometimes in, in culture is it gets whittled down to you have to believe this, this, and this. Um, and that makes you a Christian, and right. it, that's that's not all that that encompasses. There's a lot of people who will say say a lot of scripture, but um, their life is not actually living out what he taught. They're not following the way that Jesus lived, and that's just very important. Jesus talked about that over and over again about application. How do you live this out? This is how how you will know people that will know you're my disciples is by the fact that you live this way. So I think we, we need to be careful not to just wrap it up in a big ball of you have to believe this, this, and this, and pray this prayer. Um, it's, it's an invitation to follow and to trust that, that Jesus is who he said and claimed to be, and then to follow that as, as, as he taught. So, so what would... Uh... Would do, would you identify with a Baptist, Methodist? Is there a, a faith or a denomination that you feel most closely parallels what you believe is is accurate? 
See, I think that was a really nice thing about not necessarily being classified in a denomination growing up, is when I started really studying the Bible and investigating it and looking into it and applying it, it, it wasn't in the sense necessarily the denomination or a certain branch. It was like, I'm going to follow Jesus. I, I believe that he is who he said he was, and that has ramifications for your life, and so I'm going to follow those. So typically, a lot of times when people ask me, I tell them that I am a follower of Jesus Christ. And do I go to a church? I do. But I think that's secondary to what it is that um, I I am doing or the way that I'm living. And so, and, and a lot of times say, telling people that you're a Christian, sometimes they've had some bad church experiences or some negative things that go along with that. And so I don't want to necessarily just uh, um, so put people off by announcing that before I even get to know them. And so typically I'll just tell her I'm a follower of him, tell him I'm a follower of Jesus. And so hopefully um, all believers uh, or followers of Jesus would classify themselves in that way. And so that makes it more of a family rather than having all these different rooms that you got to fit in, you know, it's like this room right. or that room or this room or that room. It's like we're, we're really in the house together. So I like that. I, I wouldn't. The answer to that is no, I, I'm not going to say that I, I specifically fit into one denomination. You know, okay. Uh, Apostle Duke and I have decided to call ourselves the flock, the followers of the lessons <laughs> of Christ. <laughs> So, yeah, we're not That's claiming clarity. to believe anything. Follows over the lessons of Christ because we want to live the way Jesus taught us to live. You know, that's what that's mm -hmm. how we try to live our lives. But we mm -hmm. don't want to have to believe anybody's dogma or doctrine that doesn't make sense to us. And so, I think that that really, when I look at, at what do I believe, um, I look at at what did Jesus claim and what did he say and do I believe what he said is true and so I do have some yes I believe that to be true um, but I'm not putting it necessarily in the context of a, a certain group so would you is it of your uh, understanding that that to get to heaven you have to be a Christian is that would that be your thought? You'd have to define, with this group, you're going to have to define exactly what Christian is to, for that <laughs> question to be answered, I think. That's why I'm trying to stay away from that terminology. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, yeah, I don't want to put you, I don't want to make you feel uncomfortable. No. I was just uh, I like questions. I'm curious. good with questions. I may not always be able to answer them perfectly, but I'm totally good with, with questions. So, um, so ask gonna, me again. I want to rephrase what? it. Yes. You ask, ask again. Okay. Okay. Let me preface this by saying that John Luke and I have gone, I still don't know what I am. <laughs> I thought I was an atheist. I thought I was a Christian and then I went atheist. And now I think I am agnostic, I think is what it is. So I don't have, I don't know, but I've kind of come to the, conclusion that I don't think you have to be a Christian to experience and know God. 
I think you can find, I'm experimenting with this. I am taking this thought that, so I was curious what your thoughts were. Do you feel like you can find God through different religions or are or, or you, or would you, I mean, if you were working with some girl at one of those ministries and she says, hey, I, I, want, I want to know God, I want to mm-hmm. find him, would you feel, would you uh, recommend that Christianity is, is the way to get to God or is there other ways, do you think? Okay, and what the to way have that, a relationship with God. The way that I would answer that is, I would come back and I would say, "Well, I've chosen to follow Jesus. Let's see what He says about that." So, um, and then I would go back and okay. Jesus uh, had had said, "There's no way. There's no other way to the Father except through Me." I think that's that's pretty clear. Right. And again, then you have to decide: Do I believe that's true or not? And that's a question that everybody has to answer. And I believe that it's true and accurate because of the, the things that he did. Once again, I come back to anybody who can predict their death and resurrection, then I take, I take notice of what they're saying. And so since I've chosen to, to believe and trust that he is who he said he is, then those words have, have serious meaning. So, um, and again, we're talking about the word Christianity as a follower of Jesus, I think, is the, the way that, that you're using that. Is that correct? I just want to make sure I'm following your question. Let's say that one more time and make sure I'm, I'm on board. When you use the Ask word, me that question again. When you use the word Christian, then are you talking about um, the same term that I use on a follower of, of Jesus? Is that... Would, would you say that those are interchangeable terms for you? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's it. A follower of Christ okay. uh, that you subscribe, yes. Okay. Well, and then in Christianity, because in Christianity you can't have other gods, right? Is that, that would Once be Once again, in Christianity wrong. we're talking about people who have just, who believe that Jesus uh, was... Uh, who he said he was, and that he equated himself with the Father, that he is deity, that he is uh, the final king. And so, uh, yes, then that, that aspect of Christianity, he, he is the king of kings then. And uh, he he's, uh, said, I'm, I'm the one, I am the Messiah, I'm the one who you say that I am. And so he claimed to be that, that person. And I, I think he was telling the truth. So in that aspect, okay. he did. He, he set those barriers himself, and he said, um, "You know, you're going to have to, to um, you're going to have to to pick up your cross and follow me. You're going to have to leave behind the other gods that you worship. You're 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 going to follow my commands. You're going to follow me, and and so that's that's a one person show." So the answer is if, if you were if you were coaching one of those young women, you would tell her the only way to find God is through Jesus. I would say yes. You'd say that's what you believe, or you would tell her that factually that's that's it. Actually, that's a great question. So what I would do is I, I would ask her to um, to read the Gospels, 
and that's honestly what I, I tell people do. And um, and again, if, if people want to check out the how accurate and authentic those are, I think that's really valid because number one, if you're going to read that and believe that, you want to feel that that is an accurate and authentic um, ancient document that you're reading and that uh, what's written there is the real teachings of Jesus and followers. So we talk a little bit about that and then we I'd just suggest that, that you read the four Gospels, see what Jesus said, and then then you get to make the decision, do I believe that Jesus is who he said he is? And because it really comes down to that. I mean, um, I love how C.S. Lewis, but it, you know, you've got to either decide that he's, um, I think he said like a, he's either crazy or he's a great liar or he's telling the truth. Because people who, um, who claim to be uh, God, which the Pharisees were calling blasphemy, that's why they they said he, he had um, committed blasphemy as they, they realized he's equating himself to God. So nowadays, if somebody equated themselves with God, we'd, we'd be seriously going, I don't know about that. <laughs> so, so he could be just crazy or he could be lying or he could be telling the truth. And that's usually when I talk to people, I just ask them just to read what he said and make a decision because that's, that's really what you're basing it on. You know, Something you could offer them as a second option if they can't if they can't believe like you do. So well, you can still follow his teachings. Yeah. So then you can be a, a member of Grace Month. There you go. <laughs> that's your, there you that's go. Your back, that could be your backup <laughs> plan. <laughs> and actually, I don't have a plan. So, um, my plan is to help them, and um, and I think one of the reasons that I, I love sharing Jesus with people is because, number one, um, I, I think it's true. And I love where Jesus said, I am the way, the truth. He, he claimed to be truth itself, which is pretty amazing to me. Not many people claim that. And so when, when I see people that are lost, that are hurting, that are looking for something to hang on to, then, then I think it's, it's beautiful for me to be able to offer or to share with someone where I found that. And so they're not necessarily coming to me as a teacher or coming to me for all those things. They're, they're coming to me as a friend. And so as a friend, I can share, this is where I found answers and this is where um, I found truth. And so I can share my story and then you can find your own. And I mean, it gives people the opportunity to, um, to engage with somebody who um, they've had their life changed and, and they're interested in how and why. So I don't necessarily have an agenda I want to go in and just, you know, make these people believe everything, but I just have the opportunity to share where they can find what I have found. I've, I've watched you in action. We've been on vacation together before, and <laughs> you'll stop and talk. You'll stop and talk to anyone, like other, you know, people like the people that look kind of weird or a homeless person or whatever. That everybody else is walking around like like they smell bad or something. You stop and talk to them <laughs> and engage them. So I I think you are blessed with something that that gives you the freedom and the lack of fear to do that. Which well, I, I had a good I've always teacher. found it impressive. 
I had a good teacher, and his name was Jesus. <laughs> and if you, ah, you read, I know <laughs> this guy. The, <laughs> if you read through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, I love the fact that that's the majority of people that Jesus spent his time with. And when it comes to the whole conversation um, about um, someone questioning why he spends his time with with the outcasts and the people on the fringe is um, just the question, who needs a doctor, the, the healthy or the sick? And I love that he yeah. saw the hurting sick people, and that's who he came to help. And so, uh, so not that he offers it to everyone, but um, so many people think they're already okay, they don't need a doctor, and yet the people on the fringe and that have no hope, they, they need it, they know they need a doctor. So one thing I might just throw out to you as so I grew up in a Christian home I went to Bible colleges I turned into an atheist or agnostic wherever I am out there but when I I was telling John Luke you know I went through a time where I believed it wholehearted I was a hundred percent in and I went through a difficult time and it was my faith in Christ that brought me through that time. Now, as I look back at it, in my the way I think now, I would, I would think, I don't know that there was an entity that was interjecting into my life and guiding me, but just that belief that I so strongly believed that he was there to help me and guide me it gave me a lot of courage. It got me through that difficult time. So I saved your I life. definitely he saved yeah. my life. It saved my life. It did. I mean, um so you know, I'm I, I am a little baffled uh by some of it. And of course I I I told John Luke, I think John Luke didn't really he I don't think he went wholehearted hundred percent whole hog into the the Christian dogma. I did. I was in it. I mean, I was like Turner Burn, you know. Uh, <laughs> you got to be in my club, or or you're or you're. But I, now I just there's just so many things I don't know. But to your point, if you're working with these girls, I could totally see. I mean, I could totally get on board and say, "Hey, look, this is a. If you believe this, and this this is a wonderful tool to." to help you get through this difficult time. And uh, so I, I see, and obviously you, you see it working. I, I was going to ask you, how many stories do you have on your website? Yeah, that's a good question. I read two. <laughs> no, I should be writing way more. I have no excuse. <laughs> I've only gotten two or three. It, there's a lot on so. there. I mean, I just didn't know. Oh, that's sweet. I would guess. Oh, how long have you been doing it? I'm sorry. What'd you say? Oh, wow. Oh, that's why you don't know. There's just a lot of stories. Well, I'm well, that's wonderful. Like I mean, that, that you're doing that. Oh, there are. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's like twelve or thirteen. Well, I read two. So, so and both of the girls were getting uh, in, they were getting farm D's. One finished. Oh, yeah. The other girl passed away before she was able to finish. Yeah. So those are the two stories I read. Yeah, so I love I that. I think they're your true. next that's, plan. What's my next? plan? Your next plan needs to be. To have no, my next plan for you is for you to have your own podcast, and I'll produce it for you. 
<laughs> no, well, that I want you to be on more than once. I think it'd be fun to have you on more, and we can, and then we can throw ideas out and, and disagree and see yeah, where that I, goes. I love chatting. <laughs> you know, um, I thought it was when you were telling your story, um, Apostle Duke. I that I listened to that podcast, and that was intriguing oh, okay. to me. I was super intrigued by your story about um, you had said that you. Um, went through addiction, and then that was the way that um, you began to, to uh, and I don't want to say something you didn't, but it sounded like on the podcast you had, because of your faith in Jesus, that you would, you said that that's yeah. what got you out of that addiction. And I was intrigued by that because mm -hmm. I started thinking about it. See, so see, you're making people think right there um, on how that happens, yeah. how that, how you can, um, walk through such a difficult time and and be clinging on to Jesus to ha for that rescue and then later on um, walk away from that and and it just it made me think of different things I, it was it was kind of intriguing to me because it made me think of that the Israelites you know after like they they got rescued from Egypt and then literally they go out to the desert and Moses leaves and, and just a little while afterwards, they're like, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure who got us out of Egypt. It's just, you know what I'm saying? I just thought that was interesting how we can yeah. forget or, or change our mind, you know, whichever term you want to use, because sometimes it is just starting to question maybe that really wasn't what happened or there was something different. Hey, so I'll tell you another kind of interesting story. It, it, so I was in a rehab and... Uh, in my, in my, and so students would come in in these dormitories, and then they would stay and leave. And then, uh, so one one student obviously uh, that was in in the program before I was had done this very uh, simple picture. It was a big cardboard picture, and it was it was Jesus, a picture of Jesus, and behind him was was the woman who had the issue of blood, and she touched his garment, and he said. Uh, you know, hey, someone touched me because I felt healing. And I I remember on three or four occasions before I would go out of my room, I would go up and I would touch that that cardboard picture. And I honestly, I would feel cold chills going down my neck and down my back. But my, the way I explain that is in my mind, I think our minds are just extremely powerful and, and, you know, when we believe and, and I believed it and I, I remember touching that. It didn't happen every time, but I remember t touching that a couple of times and just feeling like, oh, I'm, I'm just touching Christ. I want his healing power in my life. And, and, and after that, I became, I mean, I, I, um, I was a Sunday school teacher and sang in the choir and, and was on pastoral search committees and music minister search committees and, I I was I held office in churches and and I was in it a hundred percent and then it, and then it just uh, you know I I started studying and and it, it didn't happen all at once but it happened um, uh, it, it it happened in, to where I just I lo I lost my faith and I just I I'm no longer I don't consider my John Luke considers me a Christian because I follow his teachings, uh, but 
I just, I, 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 I've gotten away from that. And I just thought I might mention that to you because you were saying, how, how does that happen? I'll explain mm-hmm. it maybe sometime, but it's, I see what you're saying. I mean, of course I've been in, I've been in church all my life, so I know what they think of me. I know what they think of this kind of stuff. And, but anyway, there's that. I, I'm pretty sure you're going to hell still. <laughs> yeah, probably. I'll well, probably not, the story's not over yet. Story's not over yet. Hey, uh, I, I'm. Now see the light. I'm going to have to wrap this up this time. But disciple Martha, we would love to have you come back again, if you well, will. You guys are a fun group to hang out with. All right. Yeah. Please you think come of back. Questions please, for please, us, please come back. And we'll think of questions for you. And uh, okay, you can tell one of your stories, and for sure. You could do this with us two or three times, and then, and then if you want to get your own thing going, we can sure do it. Well, you'll have you to hear how. A, what? I said you are such a good friend. <laughs> <laughs> you are too. You're you're better than I deserve. Okay. Well, I'm going to sign us off for now. Thank you for joining us, Disciple Martha, and this is Apostle John Luke and. I think Apostle uh, Dude. Yes, Apostle <laughs> Apostle Dude. Okay. So this was Gracemont twenty three and you can find us at Gracemont.com and you can also find Disciple Martha at MarthaBrame.com. M-A-R-T-H-A-B-R-E-H-M dot com. All right, and we're signing off. So